What's up, everybody? Another episode of The Straight Cut coming to you from Western Cigars and South Zone. I'm Aaron. This is Mark. Steve is, I believe, in New Orleans. He's in area, Louisiana. Louisiana area. So probably have some good food. Biloxi. I know he said, he said Biloxi. When yeah, we he's doing his, his Alabama and Louisiana area. And, uh, yeah. you know, he might be partying in, in Louisiana area because they got some stuff to worth partying for over Go tigers over over past couple of days which we'll we'll get into that later yeah. on in the show and everything because yep. unlike last week we actually have kind of an itinerary yeah and, we uh, we <laughs> actually discussed some stuff that <laughs> was great stuff, yeah uh but to start off we are smoking a brand new cigar uh we just, brand new brand new never had it before just got it into the shop it is the the summer edition of the avo seasons um which just lit them up and it is quite tasty already. It is a Ecuadorian uh, Corojo wrapper with a Mexican San Andreas binder and an all Dominican filler. Um, and it is a Perfecto, uh, which is a six and five eighths by 50. Um, it's really good so far. Um, I enjoyed the spring. You I, did. I, I said I was looking forward to the summer and the fall. I I don't know of any other cigar that uses a San Andreas as a binder. That's more of like a wrapper. It is more of a wrapper. So I'm intrigued by this to to see how it goes. But uh, just lit it up. We'll talk about it later yeah, on. You cut the uh, nipple off. I did. I didn't have my lighter on me, so I'm going matches style, and I didn't want to fight with with that little the little nipple nubbin of the. Uh, of the tip, so I just I just nipped it. I, I circumcised the circumcised the cigar you did. A, a, a little bit more than usual, but I did my traditional bias cut on a, a torpedo or on a perfecto, I guess. Yeah. End and uh, you're very biased. I am. I like it, so we'll see how it goes. But uh, summer is upon us, Mark. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> today, today was actually, uh, it, it was really fucking hot to begin with. And then it actually, uh, a storm rolled through Little Rock. <laughs> it blew when the, when the, when the rain came. Yeah. It, ne- it never rained where I was at either it location where I was, but it was like 98 or something at the shop today. And then when I left, it was still hot, but Not I, quite. I, I left, hot. I left to go get uh, some dinner and it was like 78. I was like, Oh wow. Yeah, it is. Um, it's strange here. Yeah. Because it'll be hot and we'll get rain, which is great uh-huh. relief, and then you get a slightly cool temperature, but it'll be muggy as. It'll be balmy. Oh, oh just, just, yeah. Yep. But yep. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow is supposed to be 104, 105. Yeah. I next ne- next couple of days, I'm getting yeah. my roof replaced starting tomorrow. Ugh. So I talked to my roofing guy this morning, and he w- he informed me that they would be it would take two full days. Yeah. We originally started with one day, and then and then it. It moved into well. It's going to take a day and a half, and then, <laughs> and then rightfully so. Listen, oh, yeah, um, yeah. I don't want them taking any chances. And I listen. It's got to be like a billion degrees on a roof. Oh yeah. And so he's he informed me this morning. He called me while I was at conference. I had to call him back, and he said um, they're going to work seven to like one to, yeah. or noon, and then they're going to sit in the shade and take a siesta. Yeah. And then at like five or six, they're going to get back on the roof and then they'll work until dark. And I went, boy, that seems like a rock solid plan to yeah. me. dude." Yeah. <laughs> he goes, you seem reasonable. Like this wouldn't bother you. And I said, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. Because it, it's going to, where Do I'm, what's necessary. Where I'm going to be, it's going to feel like 105 actually it's gonna feel higher with the humidity because we're sitting at like 92 percent or something like that yeah, it's, wet, very humid. it's wet bag but 
to be outside in the sun because no clouds. It's going to be like 125 for those dudes. It's yeah. going to suck. Like it's going to suck. Construction workers now. We're in the shitty part of the of our yeah. territory area. So, now, know. part of my roof gets a great deal of shade, so maybe maybe that'll help them. Um, I think it's unlikely that it'll help yeah. them. Um, so, but just just pulling for them um, <laughs> overall. So, I mean, they'll have the cases of beer and the cooler waiting for them. They'll have all that stuff. They'll just you know start off right and then, uh, yep, yeah. So this is all you got to do at this point. Like it's just, yeah. it takes as long, it takes as long as it takes. Well, the other exciting part is Paul. So Paul is coming into the office. Yeah. It's, it's bring it's, your wife to work, bring week. your, bring your wife to work day. And, and, um, as well as we have our, our, our main, one of our main customers back in the office, she had surgery. And so she was back in the office today, which I was super excited to see. And so tomorrow we're having cookies to celebrate Ooh, from where crumble. Uh, going with a little uh, little soft cookie action. A little soft cookie action. You prefer soft over over crunchy. <clears throat> I prefer well made cookies with good ingredients, and I'm not the soft hard stuff. The, I'm not a sweet person, so to yeah. me, just um, make a good cookie, and then I'll I'll adapt. I'm, I'm not like I'm not going to go crazy about. It. I I'm a so I'm I'm a little biased. Moe's cookie, it's a it's a it's a mixture of both worlds. We just like gooey it's, and in like the outside is she, like she laid crispy. down the law to me and said soft cookies are 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 cake or something she yeah said well so, i mean crumble, saturday night she said something to me like well, it's crumbles terrible and should be they should be electric i mean it's an undercooked cookie I, so it's weird i don't to, think it's undercooked I it, think it, it's, it is a it is a gooey cookie but like it's funny how it's like it doesn't crumble at all like <laughs> like it's no but that's an oxymoron of, of i mean the they're company. really she's right they are more of a cake oh yeah, they're, they're they're not a classic they're, um, but it's it's pretty nice in the fact that they're big and you can cut them in fourths and they, oh yeah 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 or a good good thick icing on right it. and they're different flavors yeah. and they're great office cookies because you can oh, yeah, yeah, um because yeah. you can share them and do other stuff yeah yeah and you get like they got all the flavors you can but most cookies are fantastic I'm, I don't want to which is the point you're making yeah. <laughs> those are great cookies. Oh, I'm saying like texture wise. Like okay. I think that's I. I like those type of. Cookies I prefer a lot. I prefer a crunchy cookie. Okay. Personally, I, I and know. then with hers, it's like the hers the, are in the middle. It, it's it's they're a, between. It's, those it's two. a little both. It's crumbly and a little little gooey. Not gooey, but chewy. Yeah, I like I like I like both those. But yeah, before that, it was like growing up. Like it's a it's a thin crispy cookie for me. See, see, and I'm. I like Mo. If I get to choose my perfect slot for cookies, mm-hmm. it's Mo's because it's yeah. oh, it's yeah, not yeah. crunchy, but it is a little firmer than the crumble, mm-hmm. um, which is where I like it. Um, but if you give me between crunchy, like crunchy, 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 and crumble, I'll take crumble. All yeah, there. and the people that we know that listen to this ha- that have had most cookies, like if you know, you it's know. religion. I yeah. mean, it's just yeah, one yeah. of those things. No. Like, well, those are fantastic. Those are perfectly yeah. in my. I mean, in my consistency. Coach, coaches name them the Mobetta cookies. The Mobetta. So yep. I mean, yep. it's just it is what it is. Right. No, and they. Every time people come to town or we go somewhere, <laughs> yeah. there's always, you have to bring cookies. And you go, I do not in any way control what Mariel's going to do. But every time it's like, how many do I, she's always like, how many do I have to make? I was like, ah, I mean, there's going to be like 10 guys. So I'm like. They're all going to eat 12 uh, cookies. Uh, yeah. Like a gross probably would, would, would be, would be solid. She's like 144. I'm like, you know, I mean, give or take, you know, a, a, a good 
a good double number of dozen. <laughs> right. A good double number of dozen. That's probably about right. I think 10 cookies a piece is probably about right. Over a, span of like, over a span of like Couple two days. hours. Yeah. 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 Says the diabetic. Yeah. Those are damn good cookies. So, cause she also, I mean, she, she puts ingredients in there that I like. She, yeah. She, I mean, they're just, they're beautiful little, cookies. Little, little, little caramel. Don't play this part for her. Cause it'll be, uh, oh. she'll get embarrassed and she'll, she'll punch me in the shoulder, but <laughs> she, she, yeah. A little caramel, a little, the chocolate's right. It just, those are great cookies. So she made a new, so we had a big, like, like family dinner Friday night with you and Steve and, and all the Saturday, Friday, night, Saturday, but Saturday, that's okay. Saturday. It was like Friday night, but it was a day yeah, later. Saturday. So it was sun- pretty awesome. It was awesome. So Sunday we had our D and D, which we host and we always cook and everything. So she made a, a new dessert. She made a double chocolate mousse with a ganache on top. That sounds complicated. Son, it was like. See, I'm not a she, dessert person in particular, uh, but that sounds really good. She had me like shaking the whipped cream. Like she, of course, like she's not going to make her own whipped cream. She's she's making her own. So I'm like, I'm over there watching TV, like shaking with two shakers, trying to make this stuff and. Oh, Sometimes the things that come out of your mouth are just Dude, like, the, like. So I, Steve made dessert for ours. That sounds amazing. Oh, Steve's dessert was great. The monkey bread. I. I mean, why people mm-hmm. eat fruit? I don't know. <laughs> but so he had like an apple uh, crisp thing. Yeah, that I was wasn't going to eat. Apple, like if, an apple cranberry something yeah, else crisp sounded horrible. <laughs> it was great, and, was, and you all liked it, which which is awesome. I'm glad you all enjoyed it. But the monkey bread thing was fabulous yeah. with the caramel over the top. Yeah, um, and I uh, I really enjoyed that. I don't. I think that the was the ramen my first was time. great. The pork was amazing. Yeah, it was just it was lovely. And then you and I and uh, Steve got to sit out there and watch uh, the men's college world series yeah, and had game, a great one, time. Yeah. Got to drink some rum um, and uh, really have a good time. But yeah. Paula got out of the house for the first time in a while, which yeah. was phenomenal. And she really, really appreciated that. Good, yeah. It was, it was a fun night. I think that was my, that was my first She would not tell had. me what the girls talked about. <laughs> so I said, so what did you talk about? Well, we talked about stuff. Just stuff. Yeah. She, and then she turns around. what did you guys talk about? And then I, I gave a direct <laughs> itinerary of what we talked about. I said, well, we talked about this first and then we talked about that. And then we talked about this and uh-huh. then we talked about that. And I said, so what'd you guys talk about? So I re-asked the question. We talked about movies and books. Bullshit. Yeah. That's, that's probably par for the course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was my first time having that, uh, was it Diplomatico rum? Yeah, it was, was Diplomatico nice. Reserva. And I have three other bottles that are like small batch bottles. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we need to have, uh, so yeah. Yeah. I need to bring that up here Sunday because you left it at the house. I did. Which Almost like it was on purpose. I was like <laughs> gifting it to you, but, um, but yeah, bring it back up and we'll drink it again. Yeah. And then I'll put it in my locker and Which, we can, well, that, that was like from a, like, it was a NYC f- tasting. Thing. That's right. Okay. That's what I thought it was. Like, I couldn't remember what it was, but I knew, I knew it was something. I got four bottles somehow of that stuff out of one of those things. Yeah. 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 Cause I got like small batch one, two and three. And then like this and then reserve the big bottle. bottle. Yeah. And so it was like, wow. So, um, we, you and I have been watching, there's been a lot of baseball going on. Yeah. We are in the, uh, we're in the slow part of sports yeah. season, but like for baseball fans, this is like, okay, now it's just, it's literally no more ju- nonsense. It's just baseball. It's co- college is over. Now it's in the pros, but like it is. Hockey's sl- done. Basketball's hockey's done. done. 
The NBA draft is over. You got the women's NBA league going on, and you got yeah. the hockey draft is tonight and tomorrow. No, tomorrow and Thursday. Tomorrow and Thursday, I think. Okay. And uh, and so this is a quiet time, so there's a lot of baseball. The men's college World Series, by the time you listen to it, is, will have been over for a week. About a week, yeah. But we obviously are the day after, since we're recording on Tuesday night. It was one of the – I love the men's <clears throat> college World Series. It's – it's all it, it's so dramatic that and it's like you can tell they're having fun well and it's it's they're just giving their all right yeah, it's yeah. it's not they those guys are not taking anything casually oh no they're having fun but they're playing their ass off yeah there was that game last night which ended like 14 to 4 or uh, whatever it was 18 4 18 4 yeah it was 13 to 4, and at some point, their best player, the guy who won the Golden Spikes Award, so uh-huh. the best player in college baseball, yeah. um, hits a ball to the gap and comes out of the batter's box. It's 13 to 4 in like the seventh or yeah. the eighth. Comes out of the batter's box on fire. Yeah. Johnny Fire, just like out on fire. Yep. Gets a triple, like goes past second and like hits another gear. Uh-huh. And like, and you just go, well, there's nobody in the pros who does that. No. I mean, I, Mark, Mike Trout doesn't do that. Now, does he have that kind of speed? Yeah, Mike Trout yeah. has that kind of speed, probably plus a little bit. But the kid just turned it on. Yeah. And you just go, that's what's great about college athletics. That guy was having fun. Nobody was offended. Nobody, like, took whatever. Yeah. Just the kid playing hard. Yeah. And so um, it was, It was. I always enjoy the Men's College World Series and the Women's uh, College World Series for that reason. It's just people playing hard. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that people don't showboat. Now, there was the whole pointing at the ring thing last night, which I understand is the LSU, LSU thing after the women's uh, ba- basketball L- thing. LSU, and listen, you win, you win. Hey, you, get to, you get to celebrate. Yeah, you get to gloat. I'm not, uh, right. I'm not, I'm not criticizing them for at all for that. Um, but uh, it was... Uh, was a weird final championship series. Yeah, because we watched Friday's game. We watched Friday's game, which was decided in the 11th inning with the homer by yeah, a big dude. No, okay, so that was no, so that was to go in Saturday. So that was between Wake Forest and Florida. So that was to go into the championship. That was the 11th inning when he hit the home run. Yeah, so that was on like a 0 to 2 extra inning. He had a home run. So in a, That was on did we? When did we watch that? When, when was it? Thursday night up here. Was that Thursday night up here? Thursday night somewhere. That was Thursday night because we asked then where do when's the next game and we debated and it was Saturday. Okay, yeah. So we did watch the first Saturday game because yeah. then we watched the first Saturday game together and yeah. that was decided in walk off fashion, right or late? I think it was decided. Late, late. Because the next game was very lopsided. Twenty-four to did, four. Did they get four? I didn't even know if they hit four. They had three early, and then somebody <laughs> hit a home run late. It was four. Yeah, it was very like holy shit. Oh no, it was it was super close yeah. right to the very end. <laughs> and then last night, last night was honestly it was over by the third inning. Because well, it was they put up sixth in like the second inning. Yeah, because they they fell over right at that moment. Florida's ace didn't get out of the second. He went one and a third, one and two thirds, mm-hmm. and it, I mean, anytime, it was over at that point. Anytime you're putting up a big crooked number early in yeah. the game, and they just like LSU was just hitting everything. They were hitting gappers. They're hitting home runs. I mean, yeah. they were just they put the ball everywhere they wanted to put the ball. 
Well, and as poor hitting luck as they had the previous night, they had better hitting oh luck. Gosh, they yeah. just completely the opposite. And Florida was opposite. And their defense was great. And their defense was great. Florida, the previous night, everything fell in yep. and whatever. The one guy, th- this is when I, I sort of tuned it out on, on Sunday night, um, was dude hit a launch angle of 51 degrees home run. The wind was blowing out. Yeah. Hit a ball, what looked like straight up. And I, the first thing I thought of was, was well, the left fielder going to play it or the third baseman going <laughs> to play or shortstop going to play it? And the ball got out. Like, got out. Like, and then you wonder if it's going to be fouled. Cause I mean, 51 degrees. The angle that came off the bat was 51 degrees. Yeah. And the guy says, well, it's like a 51 degree wedge. And then they debated for 10 minutes, 51 <laughs> degree wedges, which there isn't one. Yeah. But that's fine. But it's like a sand wedge. Yeah. And it carried out. Yeah. And, and, and you know, and Steve has been to Omaha and he said like, Omaha is a big park. Big park. So. Florida hit the most home runs of any team ever there. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It was, 15. So do you like, like we're seeing a lot of the pros, like we, we got a game on right now and they always do the, some like the, the extra level of statistics and everything. Do you right. like how they're doing the launch angle and the velocity spin rate and all that kind of stuff? Like the adding more of the sport and science to it, or are you more like, uh, let's just play the game kind of thing. Or is there a happy medium between the two? I like the extra steps. <clears throat> Because I like understanding, I think more da- well-apportioned more data is help, helps me understand. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm a data person. Yeah. So you're just asking a data person, would you like more data? Yeah. Yes, sir. I'd like another, yeah. right? Yeah. So, but you have to understand. So this is like, I'm going to go back to hockey for a second. Do more shots equal um, wins? And you'll see a lot of time in a hockey game. Yeah. 37 shots for the team that lost, sometimes mm. badly, and 25 shots for the team that won comfortably. But then you can you have to break it down, like, which win are, like, where's the cutoff for desperation shots? What is it, like, just eventually put a body in front of the net, take a slap shot, see what happens. Like, ev- Damn. it's going to redirect. But the team is losing. Yeah. It's like passing yards in football. Yeah. You know, quarterback passing yards is almost – in, in a lot of games, inversely proportionate to your success. Mm-hmm. Because if you put up 600 yards passing, tends to mean that you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like um, in fantasy, like, like oh, like Mahomes, fucking amazing quarterback. Not always the best to have on fantasy. You want somebody more like a... Because they'll go uh, to the running game pretty uh, early. Yeah, like a Kirk Cousins or Derek Carr. Somebody who's like down 10 in the fourth... You got to air that bitch out. out. You're going to get more points and stuff like that. So statistics can be somewhat deceiving. Now, launch angle on a batted ball (laughs) or exit velocity of a batted ball. Yeah. um, Those, those tend to not be false indicators of how hard a ball was hit. They tell you something about that. Yeah. And spin rate, um, I think is an interesting statistic. I don't know if spin rate actually leads to more swings and misses or not, I, I just haven't studied that. I don't, I haven't had heard a good explanation of that, but I like those because it tells me something interesting about it. Now, does it tell me something useful? Like mm. are, are they using that to determine a pitcher's worth? I don't know. So one of the things that I noticed when we went to Casey a couple, 
couple weeks ago, went to a Royals game. Yeah. And they've always showed, like, for as long as I've gone to pro games, I always show the miles per hour. And then within the past, say, 10, 15 years, they also put the type of pitch, curveball, slider, changeup, stuff like that. Right. But, but and Which is right. Which is two-thirds of the time. But this... But when we went this past time, they added something new, which I've never seen before, but they added the XY axis. Yeah. So they would show how much it moved 95 change up XY minus 14 plus 12. And it's like, and it, you're, and it's showing how much movement and you where, know, which direction. Yeah. Like my minus 14 inches over but like 12 inches high like holy shit like and and to have that stuff data instantly just like that like i i don't write code you you can write code but i like the statistics of it i want to see the code that that has been written or how they process that data instantaneously for that um i mean I mean, it really, it's fairly easy once you have the... So they've had for years... So pitch track, The pitch right? track, yeah. They're which they've the had on there. Yeah. You have that data because you have all those data points. It's actually... Yeah. It's not actually complex. I would think you have all those data points. It's pretty easy to calculate. The interesting part about... So this is, this is where... So like launch angle and launch exit velocity... Yeah. Pretty useful statistics because it tells how hard you're hitting a ball and at what angle, right? Because a ball with too much angle, the Florida kid aside, it tells you useful stuff. But is that late movement? Is that early movement? So is yeah. that does that break you know somewhere here or is it somewhere over the plate? Um, it would be interesting to see what the measurements on that are. Are they limiting it to a certain period? Is it you know four feet out to whatever? Um, and how does that, so that's why I was, so the question I would ask is, does that impact, you know, swing and miss, yeah. right? Because yeah. the point of movement is swing and miss, our lack of centering the baseball on the bat. And so it'd be interesting to see statistically if that changes really the results of the, of the bat, you know, the at bat. And so that you can, the, the, the calculation is not a challenge and even limiting it to certain um, parts of, you know, the so close to the bat yeah. or to the plate. But yeah, I think I find that stuff all interesting. Oh, so, to me, yeah. uh, the calculations are, are very interesting, like w w war and wins above replacement and all that. The statistical part of the game is very interesting. I, I think, you know, obviously um, you can over overly statistically analyze stuff or give too much credence to it yeah. um, in deciding that. And I think that happens a lot because people will um, analyze things and tell me that, you know, Mike Trout is not the best center fielder in the game because some, some other guy is because yeah. of some statistic and you just go, listen, but, but, I watched <laughs> the game. Right? So, yeah, but, but, Trout, but Trout has that one thing that the other person might not have just has that it factor. Right. Just that. <laughs> right. Well, and he has five things, right? So here's the deal. you, And this is where wins above replacement is, is really the interesting statistic because it combines a lot of things into one. Uh -huh. He's great defensive, has the hose, hits for power, hits for average, can run. So it's all those five things. And when somebody tells me that Mike Trout isn't the best center field in the league, 
the argument will be he's not as good a defender as Kermeyer is or somebody else who's a better defender. And you just go, yeah, but can he can he hit 40 home runs and steal 30 bases? <laughs> yeah. And you go, then, then we'll talk. And can he hit for average at this level? And is he getting pitched around at this level? And, and then, you know, you know, all those things. But um, I find statistics, especially in baseball, which is a very one-on-one sport in mm-hmm. a team game. Yeah. Because the pitcher and the hitter are very isolated as a one-on-one situation. Yeah. I find statistics less interesting, less interesting in like basketball because basketball is not a one-on-one game. And so the fact is you can have somebody, the statistics don't necessarily relate. Um, it's, it's purely like between players and shooting percentages and all that stuff because situationally the same person is not guarding um, uh, Joka as is guarding, yeah. you know, Kurt is, 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 uh, there's other players. Well, the, the thing that's getting crazy now is which we just saw with with Jokic, you know, Art should have been a three-time MVP, was the MVP in the NBA Finals. He's what 7-2, right? And he's and he hasn't he he's growing into a shooter. Yeah. You're starting to see centers. He's a great player. You're starting to see centers that are 7 foot tall shooting outside the perimeter at threes. Like 20 years ago, can you imagine if Shaq was yep. he was so dominant in the paint? Yep. But if if like if Shaq could shoot a three at the same time, like holy shit! Yeah, like, it changes just, the game. But understand that Joker can't. He's not Shaq in the paint. So the fact is, Shaq was just a different. Oh kind yeah, of he just like he was just a beast. Yeah, he was just a beast. And so the the fact is, they could run inside and out, uh, Kobe and Shaq. Joker and, and Kobe couldn't. Those two couldn't ex, wouldn't exist on this the same court together because yeah. there wouldn't be enough balls. No. With Shaq and Kobe, they both could get a lot of points because they worked well together. And so the fact is, the today's modern center um, doesn't work the same way as as no. the and Shaq, Tim Duncan, Akeem Olajuwon. Um, you know, Dave, uh, and it really, Jones. and it really, I, when I started seeing it change, it was really like with, a, with like a Dirk. Was a Dirk? Is it no, Dirk? yeah, but Dirk doesn't work because Dirk was not the same sort of center. But he was a sh- he was a shooter like that fadeaway. Holy shit! Like nobody, he was. But see, but just because you're seven twelve or seven so, eight seven twelve is eight foot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Just because you're super tall doesn't make you a center. You know what? Dirk no. Nowinski was, he was a really tall um, power or shooting forward. Yeah. That's what he was. He yeah. wasn't a center. You can be 7-3 and still be a forward. Well, it's like the, the new kid coming in, uh, Wimbenyama. Like, he's 7-4. Not the best dribbler, but he says he's pretty good. He's all right at he shooting. He says he's pretty good. Do we have in, independent corroboration I mean, of that? I, he's going to have a lot of turnovers, but he doesn't. he's not going to dribble the ball like like a six footer, like there's just too much air between his hand and the ground. Well, I don't know because he has a wingspan of like eight foot four. I mean, that's, that's big. So it is, he's taller, but his arm is about the same distance to the ground, Well, but it's still like, all right, let's just see what happens. Because like Muggsy Bogues, I grew up with Muggsy, like five foot four speedy could dribble around anybody dribble with your legs. Like he's not going to be that. Like no. Like Curry. Curry is a menace dribbling, so he's not going to be that. Sure. But if you can get a center 
that has good hands. That I need has him to fish. run the floor. I mean, that's, I mean, if you can be a shooter and run the floor, I don't necessarily need him to break a double team. And like, <laughs> yeah, is he going to throw a pick? Is he going to throw a block? I mean, I like it at that point. You just post them up in the paint, post them up behind the at the rim. Well, and just if like, he can move right and and dribble somewhat. Here, and here's the thing: I don't know if I'd want him to move because, like, statistically, people that size have knee problems, have feet, have yeah, foot problems. That's what we were talking about. That, that like, night. I mean, it's going to happen. Unfortunately, we must have been up here Thursday. We were up here Thursday, you and I, because it was event night. Yeah, it was a Drew State event. That was right. You and I and Steve were up there. Yeah, I wore my cowboy hat. <laughs> You did. That's not a cowboy hat, dude. Well, whatever it was. <laughs> it's not a cowboy my hat. My pimp hat. Yes, it's a pimp hat. <laughs> is it because of the feather? If I take the feather out, does it, no, does it make a difference? because of the brim, dude. Um, it looked good, though. I'm, I'm, it looks good. Yeah, it's I a rocked, great hat. I rocked it. Yeah. No, got, it looks good on you. Either. Oh, yeah you, saw, yeah. you saw my hat my hat box that came in. Right. Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> There's times when you confuse the shit out of me, brother. Dude, I, how many times have I said it? I'm a fucking enigma. Yeah, that, no, true words, <laughs> true words. I love you, but the, just you do you about once every two months do something, and I just go, huh? That's new. I'd have lost money on that. <laughs> that happened. I lost. I lost a lot of money. It's a nice box hat, by the way, or yeah. hat box. Yeah. Um, and it so surprised me. I can't even get the terms in the right order. <laughs> um, um. <laughs> But uh, and it's a super nice hat. Yeah. It's it's really cool looking at. Um, but yeah, I mean, statistics in sports are such an interesting thing. So and some tell you stuff, some point out trends, some are completely useless, right? Like passing yards to me is one of them. Mm-hmm. Now sometimes passing yards tell you something. Like Warren Moon would put up a bunch of yards, and yeah. they would tell you something because that was a pass only team. Yeah, they, he put up 600 yards. You were in fucking trouble, like because that was going to be like a billion touchdowns. And you gotta think like because he was he was the best passer I ever saw. Warren Moon that and like um, uh, Dan Marino like putting up those yards in that era too. Oh, those like, Warren Moon. I love Dan Marino. I think Dan Marino one of the purest guys you ever saw and had the quickest release you'd ever see for a really really super slow white guy. Dan Marino was as I mean, listen, you didn't want him to run like five feet. It's like, but, Pey- like Peyton running. <laughs> right. He was slower than Peyton. Uh, but if you needed that ball gotten rid of and in the right spot to the right guy. Just dropping dimes. Just dropping dimes. But so, I mean, he his release was just. So I got an, I got an, I got in a discussion with somebody, which I want to get your take on it. Should, should wins, losses. Wins and losses. Should that be a quarterback stat, yes or no? A quarterback stat? Because it's like now, a lot of people think it's a quarterback stat. Wins or losses, it, it falls on the, on the He's quarterback. He's the But he has the ball in his hands every time he's on the field. I would say he's the most important person. But like last year in the playoffs, you had Herbert, who... Going into halftime, they had like a twenty-four nothing lead. He did his job. They end up losing the game. He could have put more touchdowns he, after a half. He could have, but also the defense could have stopped fucking anybody. So the problem I have with saying it is a stat is that there are on are twenty-two players on the field. Yeah, he is 
on a football field, the single most impactful player yes. on the football field. And it's not even close. It, so, and, and it's not even close. And here's where I get my, where I say it it isn't, but it but people think it is. Brady's, Brady is, is arguably the greatest quarterback of all time because of seven championships. Yeah. The first three championships... He wasn't. He wasn't. It was an all defensive led. I think he had like three touchdowns in his first three Super Bowls. Sure. But it was the defense that just would stop everybody. But it goes into He did a really good job at what he was asked. But like you put you put the rings in a box and if you want to break it down, he has seven rings as opposed to Montana, who has he's four for four, but it's not seven, but at the same time, like Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where I, I see both those sides four, of the argument. He was probably the best player on the field. Oh, definitely. So, I mean, I mean, there was a lot of great players on that field. Well, I mean, I, I, mean, too, I would say there I would was say, Roger Craig on the field. There was Jerry Rice on the field. Saying, there was would, Ronnie Lott on the field. There's a lot of great players on the field. And then on the defense, I'm not, I'm not criticizing him. I'm just saying there was a lot of great players. And then on, on the, the defensive field. side, you had uh, oh, what's his name, the the linebacker, uh, uh, the just the fucking beast. Um, oh. Begins with an S. My mind just went blank. Not Singletary. Yeah, Singletary's with the Bears. No, 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 not a Singletary. Um, yes, they had they had a they they had the one guy who won for the Cowboys and for the 49ers. But there's a ton of great players on that team. But having said that, he's the one guy. I mean, he wasn't a he wasn't a caretaker quarterback. He was a real deal quarterback. That's still the greatest catch I've ever seen. And so. Um, uh, which is just not helpful for this conversation. <laughs> they just showed Jimmy Edmonds. The, the great Jim, audio format. Oh, that's right. a great catch. Jim Edmonds <laughs> catch in game uh, seven of the NLCS against um, uh, Houston because the Cardinals in Houston are playing. And so, um, uh, so to me, you make the ar- I make the argument there's too many other players on the field for that to matter. Yeah. But then you could say, well... It is because quarterback's the most important player. So, you know, you, the funny part is Bill Russell is considered a top five greatest basketball player of all times. I mean, if you're going to buy championships. If you ask Shaquille <clears throat> O'Neal, he considers him top five players of all time. Goat. Top, top five, yeah. Best player? No. Top five greatest player of all time. Shaquille O'Neal considers him top five greatest player of all time. And the reason is, is because he won 10 straight or whatever this statistic is. Just an insane amount of championships. Right? And in basketball, where there's only five guys on the court at a time, um, one person's impact on a team is significantly greater. Yeah. just it's 20% off the, you know, and obviously because you'll have guys rotating off the bench, but one key guy like that. Yeah. And he was a great player. And one that can play offense and defense. Right. Offense and defense. So it's like, unlike where their specialization, um, like in football and and baseball, Otani aside, Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's interesting to think about basketball because, 
Michael Jordan's only won six. It's only one six. Yep. That's it. But you also saw without Jordan there when he had to take a sabbatical for, which I believe is for gambling. Okay. That's why he played baseball. Fair enough. Without him on the court, you had Houston come in. I mean, if he, if he they didn't went do that, they, to the, they went to the um, conference championship, and they were one or two plays from going to the NBA championship. Without without Jordan there. Without Jordan. But if he was there, he would have won eight or nine in a row. Probably true. But I don't know if easy is the word because those were really good Rockets teams. Yes. I mean, yes. Akeem in his prime was was no no joke. Yes. But having said that, in basketball, players are much more significant in the overall equation of a team winning. Look at look just by percentage. Look at who didn't get a championship just because Jordan was there. Charles Barkley, yeah. one, one of the greatest players. Both with Houston and with uh, Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. Um, and then you had uh, the uh, the Knicks because Jordan was there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so many players did not get a championship because... Yeah, John Starks breaks my heart every time I think about it. <laughs> because of Jordan. Yeah. Um, I, I I read an interesting... I'm a Bulls fan, by the way. <laughs> so so we we're clear on yes, that. Yes. So, yeah, I, you know. Uh, oh, so you must... But like, good players. So you, but, must, I mean, you must, like, love the old Pistons stuff then. Yeah, fucking the Pistons. <laughs> fuck the Pistons. <laughs> the bad boys, man. Yeah, I wouldn't... <clears throat> one time I'll say it. Wouldn't shake their hands. They should take away all their NBA championships for that. <laughs> wouldn't shake their hands when they finally beat them. I, just would not shake their I hands. Know, I know. I mean, it just it, it completely suited their personas, which apparently were their attitudes in real life, yeah. that they were, I mean, punk ass girls. NBA in the 80s was No offense was to different. the ladies who would not act that way. NBA in the 80s was different, man. It's different. But the Celtics, when the Detroit Pistons took over for them, uh-huh. shook hands. Yeah. And to be honest with you, Celtics had a lot more to be whiny about. Celtics, a lot more. I mean, that Larry they, Bird. They, they didn't, but they didn't have the beef that the, the Pistons and the what Bulls the, had. That's probably true. But there was, a, there was a good deal of beef there. There was, there was, those were not pleasant series either. No. No. But what, was, what was Detroit's beef that... You punching, uh, the, hey, we repeatedly punched you in the face, and eventually it didn't work. Uh, what was Detroit's beef? <laughs> I understand what the Bulls' beef was. You guys suck and can't play basketball, and that all you've done is rough us up. And now we've finally gotten over you. So what was what was your what was your feel when you got Rodman? Then I I'm not a Rodman fan. Really, so I, I, I'm not. I mean, listen, he did what he does really well. I feel sorry for the guy because he's had a very complicated life. Yeah. I don't, I don't particularly like the way he plays. Listen, he's an effort guy, which I respect the fuck out of. I don't think he's a bad guy. Like I think he's a complicated and confused guy. So I'm not um, great. I mean, the, the the most pure rebounder ever to play. Oh, without question, just without question. And that's because he not only is extremely talented, he's athletically gifted. He's he's a fucking total effort guy. Yeah. He's he's not one of those guys. He never takes a playoff. He's just total effort guy. When you think of somebody laying out into the front yeah. row, it's it's Rodman. It's Rodman. 
I, when you think of somebody kicking a camera guy I in the nuts, it's Rodman. It's Rodman. <laughs> it's, it's, so it's I saw the, the video. Yang. I saw the video on because uh, I didn't watch the Jordan. I didn't watch the the Jordan thing, but I guess he took a vacation during one of the NBA playoff runs. Yeah, and he said, "I need a break." And Jordan's exact reply was, <laughs> "If anybody on this fucking team needs a vacation, it's me." <laughs> Which, for the record, he's right. Yes, and he says, "Listen, if you let that kid." Uh, you let that guy go, he's not going to come back. If you let him go to Vegas, we'll never see him again <laughs> ever. Yeah. And so I guess, and, they, and then Phil said, uh, 48 hours, you got to be back in 48 hours. And when he wasn't back in 48 hours. Yeah, 58, turned into 58 or more. <laughs> which was totally predictable. <laughs> I guess Jordan went and got him. Yeah. Yeah. G- and grab- knocked on the door. So and you know one, who was in bed with him? Oh, was it Carmen Electra? Carmen Electra. Yeah. I'm impressed, but still. I mean, they were married for a while, right? I guess. Yeah. Listen, I feel, I feel sorry. He's got, he's lived a very complicated life. I know he had a rough childhood. So I'm not dogging him out like Bill Lambeer. Oh, fucking big Bill Lambeer. <laughs> right. What? That's a different column. That's in Isaiah <laughs> Thomas. Those are different columns. I didn't like him being on the Bulls, but I didn't. I'm, I'm not like, like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not my, like we got Danny Ainge. It's no. not like anything like that. <laughs> One of my favorite stat lines. So this would be 94. Four, I think, whenever Rodman was, was with... I mean, there was nobody who had a worse jump shot than Dennis Rodman. <laughs> One of my... I forget. I think it was when, when he was with the Spurs. So I don't know what year he was with. Maybe 94, 95, something like that. Um, but it was like out of a two-game stretch, which I don't know if it's two-game stretch, but out of two games consecutively, zero points, 49 rebounds. Yeah. Like, no, he's I mean, a beast. It's like, fucking... Well, and they... Uh, and so for the record, because some guys, there was... I guess there was... I was watching Joka's, um, like, beefs with other players. Somehow I got on that the other night. Just, like, his fights with other players. Yeah. And I guess he, like, had a cheap one where he got... Somebody got... Well, what's his name from Milwaukee? Got a cheap rebound at the end uh-huh. to get a triple-double. Uh, yeah, uh, Giannis. And Giannis. And somebody was I'm taking offense to that. And there was some other... Whatever. And so, um, none of Rodman's rebounds were ever in, were, yeah. were never insignificant. He always went and got the tough ones. Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm saying I respect the guy for what he did. His jump shot was shit. Yeah, I mean, he, he him on the offensive end, all he was good for was going to get you offense rebounds. Which, for the record, no, go get that board. Really important. Yeah. So <clears throat> you know, you know, not, not dogging him out, but I just wasn't happy with him being a bull. I that those Pistons teams, the term classless is overused because a lot of times you have a beef with somebody in yeah. like, like the Vegas, um, my, Florida thing where there was the hitting, yeah, and, and people were getting hurt, and, and so people would use that. That's a classless hit. People playing hard, things happen, things you know, whatever. It's very rarely classless, like very very rarely. Everything the Detroit Pistons did for a long, for a stretch of time, was really intended to be classless. And so I'm not a Pistons fan. Now you can make sure that you understand that I'm filtering that through a Bulls fan, full Bulls fandom, yeah, eyes. And so I just, I just thought, especially when they wouldn't shake hands. Listen, the greatest part about hockey oh, is, the, is that everybody touches the cup. And all the players touch the cup before everyone does. The second greatest thing about the uh, Stanley Cup 
playoffs is at the end of the series, yep. everybody shakes hands, and there is no... Now, some guys go, yeah, nice game, and then they move on because they don't have a lot to say to each other yep. after seven games of whacking each other with a stick. <laughs> but they shake their hands, and they say, nice game. Yeah. Right? Every damn time. Yep. Because that's what grown people do in situations like that. You, you leave it on the ice, you leave it on the court, and then you shake hands because we have to be role models. Yep. And it bothered me. It still bothers me today that they didn't have the class to do that and the definition of classless. Yep. So, so yes, I have a huge problem with the Pistons. <laughs> so Detroit in general, to be honest with you. <laughs> and that goes to the root of why you don't like the, the, the Red, Red Wings. Wings. Yes. <laughs> no, um, 100%. So, so going back to the, to the, to the bill, um, that famous picture where he he has all the rings on his fingers and yep. the tens and everything. Do you know that not all those rings are his? Because here's the thing: he's lost them or sold them. No. So back in that back when he played, if you won championships in consecutive years, you did not get a new ring. What you got? You just that's bullshit. They just, just add another stone or something. I, I don't know. You know, you, the, Auerbach's you, such a cheap ass yeah, motherfucker. You just wouldn't get a new ring. So like, if what, you, if you Auerbach look, needed another cigar. Yeah. So if you look at the names like on the rings. It's it's he had to get some from his teammates. That's why that's why like they fit some, like on the so, like on the like on the first knuckle and stuff. It was like <laughs> fuck, <laughs> fucking you got like girl hands. <laughs> fucking Havlicek. I mean, yeah. and I understand what I'm saying. Um, there's there's a difference. There's I mean, um, Bill Russell's a great player. Yeah, but was he better than Mister Slept with Ten Thousand Women's? Was he a better player? Mister Slept with who's that? I mean, God, you, you just. Except with 10,000 women. Who was the Dr. guy? Who Dr. Said Dr. J? No, no, not Dr. J. The guy from Kansas. Who was the guy who said he slept with 10,000 women? Why am I blanking on this? Scored 100 points. Oh, um, uh, uh, fuck. Here, okay, here's the thing. That video doesn't exist. Are we, are we even sure he even scored 100 I mean, I, I, like, I have no we've seen reason the, to refute all, it. I mean, I, all we know is that there's a picture of him holding up a piece of paper with 100 written on okay, it. Okay, well, but allegedly scored 100. If you want me to go there, I don't know that this is ever going to be tried in court, but okay. But, um, but, um, I, I mean, but Jabbar has what, seven? Will, uh, is he better than, is he better than Jabbar? Is Will Chamberlain, by the way. Will Chamberlain. I mean, really, when we're talking, we have a game, we're lining up, yeah. and I need a center, and it's Jabbar, it's Akeem Olajuwon, it's Shaq, top, Bill Russell. Top five centers. And you, want, and, you, and you want to tell me, you want, you want Bill Russell, who's 6'9", by the way, and, and I'm not going to choose... Yeah, but six nine back then. That's fucking back then. That's and th- this is why Jordan says stop comparing eras because it's it's pointless yeah. because the world's different. Because I'm taking Olajuwon to be honest with you over him. I'm taking Shaq over him. You know, obviously I'm taking Jabbar over him. Obviously, hell, I'm I'm probably taking a bunch of guys taking Ewing over him who hasn't uh, won. Yeah. Pat. Yeah. Cause yeah. Patrick Ewing was a great center. How about the Admiral? <clears throat> the Admiral for sure. Like I, Admiral, <laughs> I just, and Tim Duncan. Yeah. Tim Duncan is great. Right? And that's no disrespect to Bill Russell, but I mean, those guys are physically superior and I understand the championship warrior thing. I understand that. I get the attitude. But that's why statistics lie. And the st- 
the statistic that is number of championships won is one of the most overrated statistics, period. Yeah. So when you tell me Tom Brady's won seven natties, because <laughs> I'm a college football fan first, um, um, that's great. But, um, you know, it's important to have context. Yes. And, I, and I'm the same way. I don't – you can put it in – you can put it in the discussion, but yes. I, don't, I don't think it should be the be, end all be all. Well, I, I came across an interesting <laughs> statistic. I, I was I was um, I was perusing the YouTube, and there was a video that said this statistic will surprise you. And so sometimes I click up, most times I don't. But it said, "Here's a baseball statistic that will surprise you with all of the launch angle stuff and batting." You know, they're really getting, digging into a lot of the the, the things. And so yeah. one of the things they've determined is that um, switch hitting isn't as productive. And mm-hmm. so, for example, 15 years ago, 25% of all baseball players at the, at the major league level were switch hitters. Okay. And now 10% are. That's a big drop off. 15% how, in how long? 10 years? Over 15 to 10 to 15 years. Wow. That's a big, like, oh God. And the years. reason they think that is, is because they've intentionally been pushing them. A lot of the ones where it's marginal, mm-hmm. 10% is still one in every 10 players. So that means every team should have one Yeah, um, in their starting lineup conceptually. Yeah. Or pretty close to their starting lineup. Um, but before it was like one in four. Yeah. Yeah. So that means it was likely that they had two in the starting line. So I'm trying to think who on the Royals is switch hitter. Well, when they found out, they were talking about a guy from Baltimore who the first three years of – they used to encourage you to be a switch hitter because it yeah. conceptually kept you on the field longer, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, longevity. And, right. Yeah. Well, and you could hit against lefties and righties and yeah. all that stuff. But they found out that – you know, everybody has a stronger side. Well, not everybody, but well, everybody has a stronger side. Somebody's a left-hander primarily, but they're uh, they learn to hit from the right yeah, side. Yeah, you can or be ambidextrous, a right-hander, but still have a have a, a right. dominant side. Yeah, and they figured out that if they just hit and focus on their dominant side, that they're more effective, right, for the team than in their average. And so, this guy from Baltimore, he was um, would switch hit for the first three years was hitting just over 200 and then they left him and they said, no, you're just going to hit left hand left handed. And now he's hitting, um, 300, almost 300. Now I think he's hitting a smaller percentage. I would imagine he's not hitting now left-handers hit against a lot more people than Yeah. Right. So are hit against slightly less because they won't hit against some of the really tough left-handers. So maybe the, the pool size is a little bit smaller. Um, but he's still hitting against a lot of, he's batting a lot. Um, and so they found out if you just stay on your primary side, that you're a much more effective hitter. And I thought that's one area. And when we talk about this, the shift, we were joking about the shift beforehand and, um, how that sort of fucked up the game. Right. And now they're trying to put in rules to, to get to rid of the shift. Get rid of the shift. Yeah. And I, I personally think that all you have to do is get enough teams that want to bunt. I realize it's not very exciting. <laughs> fuck up the shift and you'll get people to move back. So here's the thing. Like, like I, we've talked about it before off, off air. I grew up 
as an AL fan. I grew up as a you know yeah, Royals fan, so an AL. You're up evil. We've noted that. <laughs> but like, I've always enjoyed small ball. But I'm pro DH, which is which is anti small, which is weird. But what you're seeing now in the MLB is it's all or nothing. It's strikeouts and home runs, except for Miami, who is I mean there's there's DH across the board now, but they're an AL team, but they're winning. Miami's an NL team. No, they're AL now, aren't they? Oh, I thought they were NL. Aren't they in the thing with Philly and? Are they? Yeah. I don't know. I think that's what's screwing me up. Is I'm there, willing to be wrong there, about everything. It might, it might be. What, what's screwing me up is everybody's DH now. Um, but they're winning by small ball. I mean, they have one or two players that are batting 400. Yeah. I mean, that's in today's era. It's is, unheard of. It's nuts. So I just pulled up I just pulled up a list. This is from MLB.com. The top 10 switch hitters in baseball right now. Okay. Marwin Gonzalez. Who does he play for? Uh, he is with uh, Minnesota. Okay. Um, he is batting from the left side, uh, 322 from the right side, 250. Okay. He's number 10. Uh, That's number, not bad. Number nine is Ian Happ uh, with the Cubs. Yep. Uh, doesn't have his number. He's the guy him. who was from Florida or from Atlanta, I think. He uh, just went up there. I'm not sure. Uh, number eight, uh, Jamer Calarindo. Okay. Uh, he is with uh, Detroit. Um, I don't, for the record, do not hate the uh, Detroit Tigers. Just like yeah, a little he, bit. I do. Because that's <laughs> AL Central. So. Right now. Uh, Justin Smoke uh, from the uh, Blue Jays. Jed Lowry, number six. Uh, number five, Azrubel Cabrera. Yeah, what, I know that's a is. fucking name right there. <laughs> no, like, but I know a, who that is. He's a player too. That's a baseball name. Yeah, that's yes. he's been around for a hot minute. Yeah, um, Ozzy Abelnes, uh hitting three thirty three as a righty, two fifty two as a lefty. That's more than decent. Uh, no, three uh, three thirty three lefty, two fifty two as a righty. Um, and then you got Carlos Santana. Like that's another name who's been around for a long time. Um, Francisco Lindor. Also been around for a while. Yep. 10 and plus years. Number one is Jose Ramirez. From the White Sox? Um, bu- bu- bu. Doesn't say who he's with right now. But I think he's actually just been demoted to triple. Uh, no, Cleveland. Oh. It doesn't seem uh, optimistic that he got demoted and he's <coughs> yeah. number 10. So I guess uh, switch. Here's, a, here's some famous switch hitters. Pete Rose. Pete Rose, right, which is the Doug and I debate about how great a power hitter Pete Rose was because Doug claims that he was uh, a significantly bigger. Because if you're going to be a slap hitter, then being a switch hitter is a different game. Yes. Um, and P. Rose, let's be honest, a freak in every part of his life. Yes. I mean, one of my favorite pictures is when he's diving for home, no helmet, just like full just Superman. Fucked up. Mickey Mantle, switch hitter. Yeah. Mickey Mantle. <laughs> just I mean, Mickey Mantle. Chipper Jones. Chipper Jones is also just Chipper Jones. But see, back in the era where that, I wonder what his splits were. Because. Who, Chippers? Chipper was, Chipper was really a, 
phenomenal. His hand-eye coordination. I mean, the hand-eye coordination to hit from both sides of the plate is really off the charts. That's what Mickey Mantle and Chipper Jones both had. Uh, Tim Raines. Tim Raines, man. You're talking, man, those three guys in a row. <laughs> there's some There's some ball talent there. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see who else we got in here. Somebody else. That- Tim Raines is just, uh, that guy right there might be the most underappreciated guy in baseball. Carlos Beltran. Yeah. That didn't work out for him so well. Good player. Eddie Murray. Yeah, I never talked to anybody. Um, I didn't realize he was a switcher. Bernie Williams. I'm not going to criticize a Yankee. <laughs> it's too easy. Uh, let's see. 98 season, 333. He could play. Yep. 300 and then 333. Righty-lefty. That's, that's a dead-ass split right there. Yeah. I mean, that's... that's, that's you're hitting mo- above 300 on both sides of the plate. <laughs> Feel free to hit on both sides of the plate. Yeah. But that guy was, I mean, that guy was a great player. Yeah. And for the record, a better jazz musician. I didn't know we played jazz. Yep. There you go. Gift from me to you, Brian. (laughs) Appreciate it. Thanks. So while I relight my cigar, how do you like yours? I'm liking mine. I I don't know that I'm going to be as jazzed about it as you, um, but I'm enjoying it. It is really nice flavor profile. It has a nice peppery, but not, it's like a nice mild peppery taste um and uh it's really it's smoked beautifully i don't know why the hell you had to relight yours to be honest with you um and so um because you were looking up stuff on your phone yeah um i like this cigar i don't know if the um the binder is helping kind of mellow everything out and making everything smoother because you know you and i love that that wrapper i would have liked to see see him flipped Put that San Andreas on the outside, that Corojo on the inside. Yeah. You want a San Andreas as a wrapper on every, Everything. every damn a Nic- cigar. A Nicaraguan binder fill of San Andreas wrapper is my yeah. is my primo cigar. So, and <clears throat> yes. But yeah, I, I'm, I like it. I love the size. Um, the flavor, it is, it's a very single note. Yeah. It's definitely. It's nice though. It's a really it, nice it, note. It's a. Pleasant it's a medium at most. Like it's not strong, but it's, it's a lot of Dominican also. So that's why it's not too overpowering. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Uh, I'm enjoying it quite a lot. So, okay. So with this being new, like that is one of the things I'm looking forward to next week. Cause I leave next Friday is for PCA is trying out some new stuff. I've been looking up at like half wheel and like, what people are going to be there showcasing new cigars, trying out some new stuff. So it's after the 4th of July or no, cause we're doing, uh, so we're going to record this weekend. Yeah. So we'll actually have to probably do two. In the next, we should do two shows in the, in the next week or so. <clears throat> um, yeah. I leave the seventh and then come back. You leave the, my birthday. So we're not going to like have a, a busted out on my birthday. No, I'll be in, I'll be. So with. I need to give you some money. Cause I would like you to buy a Stanley cup hat. Okay. And we just need to talk about that. And I'd like to give you enough money to buy you and Steve and I Stanley Cup hats. Okay. 
And so I just need to figure out how to do that. So uh, you can give me money or I know, but or, or here's a good thing. Well, I can just pay for it. And then like, yeah, we can. So what I want <laughs> is later, <laughs> this hat is a seven and three quarters and yes. I would like a seven and three quarters fitted hat. Yep. I'm with, a, th- I'm a seven and three quarters too. So like we did with our hats, yeah. I'd like it, I'd like you to like, you know, style something for us. Okay. Curate something for us, bitch. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and then Steve, how the fuck he doesn't know his hat size is really beyond me. So get something for him that says Raiders suck on it. That would be ideal. <laughs> if you get something that says Yankees suck, that would be even better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to you going to PCA. The other, the other baseball thing I want to talk about, because I do want to talk about PCA, if, if, unless there's something else you want to talk about was, you now got me hooked on this banana ball nonsense. Oh, the Savannah Bananas. <clears throat> Savannah Bananas. And they, it, first of all, it is so much fun to watch. It is a breath of fresh air. It is. I love minor league baseball. I lo- Here, Here's the thing. I love baseball in general, just like you. But I'm comfortable saying baseball, kind of boring. It's, it is actually one of the appealing parts of baseball for me is that I don't have to pay attention at all times. Baseball is it's a, like a really boring meeting where I could fuck with my phone. Here's the, I believe, I believe baseball over the airwaves, radio style. Oh, Vin, it's perfect. Vin Scully is way better than, than on TV. I don't like baseball on TV. Baseball on the radio is pure. It's radio it, in person and then television. It's pure bliss on the yeah. radio. It's, yeah. it's just amazing. But the Savannah bands who aren't, uh, uh, on YouTube, which you guys uh-huh. told me about, which uh, I found that out by happy accident. So I'm, I'm glad I found that out. So I watched it and they were playing the party animals. Yep. That is um, the, which, Was- that is the Washington generals to right, the, uh, right. They, the they play other people too. Yes. But, yeah. but, but banana ball is strictly Friday, Saturday with the animals. Right. So I watched it and they, um, and they have 10 rules, which I don't remember all 10 rules. Cause some of them were like, you had to wear your under, underwear backwards yeah. or something like that. But the rules that were significant, if you bunt, you get thrown out of the game. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's happened three times. I, so I haven't seen a bunt. <laughs> I did. Really? I saw they, they showed a highlight of a bunt and then, um, like uh, if, if you know, you're getting thrown out of bunt, that's just somebody that wants to hit the showers who has got to take like a massive shit or something. Right, or like, he, like has a date or something. <laughs> like he needs, he and there's like all these, the they do choreated dance and yeah. they do chord, chord, chor, uh, choreographed, uh, walk-ups yep. and they do fancy stuff. And there's the guy, the, uh, first base coach, who's constantly doing dances and yep. it's just fun. Even the ump like will twerk on you. So the, the first night I'm watching, um, uh, was like last weekend. And so it was like on a Friday night mm-hmm. and we got together on Saturday. So I'm watching, you guys told me to watch. And so I'm watching. And so, um, the first thing that happens that I don't comment on is the ump starts twerking and doing these like wild <laughs> dances. And I'm pretty sure it's fucking Aaron. <laughs> it's Aaron. Cause this guy's like thick, like a plug and like a long hair and a beard and like, and he's doing these wild, crazy dances. Wait, wait, wait. I'm thick like a plug. You that, are thick like a that plug. Is You're new. short. I'm not short. I'm six one. You're short. I'm short relative to you. To I'm right. re- relative to you a lot. That's everything is relative <laughs> to me, brother. Everything is relative to me. So, um, and, and so any, and so I thought that's Aaron. And then, and then, so then I don't text you that. Yeah. Then they're doing a, like a live look into the booth. Mm-hmm. Like, and the two guys are talking, they've got one of the bananas up there yeah and uh the fire alarm goes off Mm -hmm. and so i text you guys 
uh, fire alarm. <laughs> which, <laughs> which I thought was really timely and funny. And you guys don't say anything. And then finally I say, man, walks are brutal. Because one of the rules is if you walk, you get as many bases as you want, as it, you can get before it touches all. They have to throw it to all nine players on the defense. Yep, it's called a sprint. It's called a sprint. And um, so the first time I saw that was there was a runner on second and third. They Each inning is its own game. And if you outscore the opponent, you get one point. And they were basically runner on second and third. The runner on second was the winning run for that inning. Yeah. And there was a walk. And so it was like, it's kind of, you're fucked. And then yeah. the next time I see it, um, you see it and you throw it. And the guy can, can like make it to second, right? And yeah. so you're just going... The, the bananas ended up winning the game on three consecutive walks because they scored two runs. Yeah, yeah. Because like everybody gets a double. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah, pre- yeah. Because you, everybody in the defense has to touch the ball, so it always goes like catcher has it, so that's one. Goes back to the pitcher. Yeah, that's two. And then he, then everybody can like just like morphs to the second base. Second baseman. So I was, I've enjoyed it. I enjoy a good show. Yeah. And so it's a lot of fun. It's on YouTube. It's free. Mm-hmm. You can watch it. And it's two hour time limit. Two hour time limit. I love that. As many any. And then the last inning is a free for all. All the runs scored to points. And so, and they constantly entertain. They played last week where the Birmingham Barons play, uh-huh. um, which is the oldest um, uh, ballpark in America, still in use. And it's where, um, it's where the Drew- where Jordan played, where Jordan played, and it's where the Black Barons played, which yep. was uh, a Negro League team, um, and so um, just really cool. And so I enjoyed it. Thank you for turning me on to it. Yeah, it's to me what I enjoy about sport, which is the fun. The players were having a blast. They yeah. clearly were enjoying it. The part, and so they have these trick play things, and they were laughing at stuff. One guy like accidentally overthrew first base, and they were just they were they were enjoying it, and everything was great, and. and it was two hours of total enjoyment on Friday night. And in a few, a few of the things that stand out to me that I really like. So with a foul ball, if if the, a fan yeah. catches it, it's an out. It's an out. I love that. <laughs> right. So so the comment, and so they know this. So you know this, but you don't think I forget about that. And so it's like there's runners on second and third. Mm-hmm. And the runner seconds the winning run Yeah. Uh, for the inning. And they, there's a foul ball. And then you hear him, oh. It's a foul ball. Oh, the fan could make the play. And you go, why do I care? Oh, that's right. That would have been an out. Yep. So, I, like, on the field, that's one of my favorite things next to the sprint. that Those two are my favorite. The sprint is just crazy. The off-the-field which, which was the reason for the walks are brutal. Walks combat. are brutal. And then Steve finally asked, what the hell yeah. are you talking about? Like, we were both so lost. One of my, one of my favorite things off the field is on the consumer side. The tickets, not counting secondary market. The tickets are relatively inexpensive because he, the owner wants it to be a family friendly yeah, and family conscientious. Like you don't have to spend $300 to go to a game. I think it's like 25, $30 a ticket food included. I mean, that's crazy. Like it's one of those things where whenever we live in a capitalistic society, Mm -hmm. you're not with them they're not looking at the short-term goals. They're looking at the long-term investment. It's yeah. going to get more people involved with the sport. It's yeah. going to make more fans. Baseball is an old man sport, plain and simple. 
Yeah. But this is going to get the younger generation into it, what what the Harlem Globetrotters did for the seventies and the eighties. I believe the bananas are doing are doing I for what completely this is. Agree. Well, I mean, we saw the sign at the Stanley Cup Finals mm-hmm. in Game Five. Mm-hmm. I could have sold this ticket for ten thousand dollars, but I'm here instead. Yeah, that that you know that was a great sign and all that stuff. But she probably could have sold the seat for ten cows. So to understand that in most situations in sport, there's a lot of money involved in being there. Forty dollars for a beer. Yeah, you know all those things. The fact that it's reasonably priced is amazing. I think you look in the crowd, it's families, it's people having a good time. Mm-hmm. It's a very family-friendly environment. And and what I like is the crowd is into it, too. They're dancing. Just They're having I mean, a great time. Like I, Oh, it's so cool. It's so much fun. They came to Little Rock last year or the year before, I forget. But back when they were still trying to, like, they're they're getting their footing into what they, oh, like, of got. what bananas are. God, like, I wish I would have gone to that. But now. If they know, came, we'd go. Oh, Absolutely. Because it is a ton of fun. It is, um, it's all the things I enjoy. Yeah. So, I mean, you and I have talked about, no, they don't allow cigar smoking, so we don't go. Because we one of the things we really enjoyed was they allowed cigar smoking in the beer garden. In the beer garden, yeah. But, you know, it's that capture, it all also captures that minor league stuff. Mm-hmm. They had a kissing contest at the Birmingham one. Yeah. And so they do these these. <laughs> Tweet funny things. They had one where I saw it. It wasn't the game I watched, but it was like one of those short things on YouTube where it was a mom. It was, they called it a mother race or a milf race or something. So she runs to first and then she picks up a kid and then they run to second. They pick up another kid, run a third, picks up a third kid and then they run home. And then one of the the mothers just face plants and then the kids, (laughs) you're just going. Yeah, I could have seen that happening. Yeah. Three kids, because like the third kid, the first two kids, you're going, ah, it's fine. Third kid, you go, that, that's, that's probably not OSHA compliant. <laughs> yeah. so, but I think all mothers would agree, motherhood is probably in generally, in general, not OSHA compliant. Oh, jeez. It's it, in a field, it, in a field where I have to be OSHA compliant, OSHA rules are written, are written in blood. Plain and simple. No, yeah, way, no, no, no two ways about it. Uh, parenthood. You're not a parent. I'm not a parent. No, but I. But we were. We were brought up. Yeah. Like I get. I. I know the hell and torture. Yeah. I put my parents through, yeah. and I know there's a lot of God things where they parents. where they turn their head. Be like, in particular, my mom. like he will, especially growing up. Like I grew up. You know, I was a kid in the 80s. You were a kid in the 40s. You know, it's like <laughs> 30s. Get the fucking generation right. <laughs> you, it's a little di- bit different rules. Like yeah. we had a bunch, we had a big ass staircase. We didn't have a, a, a kitty thing. Like my dad was like, if you fall down the stairs once, he'll learn not to do it again. Right. <laughs> I mean, just like, right. I mean, he doesn't survive then that, then weed him out. <laughs> so, um, so yes, my mom is going to come in. You and I have birthdays coming up. So yes. your birthday is next Tuesday, the day after this drops. A week from today, yes. And actually, the day this drops, you and I, uh, I mean, so the day after it will be uh, the 4th and your birthday, and yep. that, that Friday, the day you leave, will yep. be my birthday. Yep. And my mom will come in that morning, the day you leave. She, she'll she train in. She's taking the train from coast to coast, and we'll spend that weekend together. She will remind me how hot it was <laughs> in 1966 
um, on July 7th in that summer. So every time, like I picked that summer to be born, like I had anything to do with it. (laughs) So, so I know I will give my standard answer, which is you should take that up with your ex-husband. I know on July 4th at 1221 in the afternoon, my mom is going to call me and she's going to sing. I just oh, know that. that's awesome. She does that every Your mom's cool. She does that. Yeah, she's pretty cool. She does that every, we are, we she are does blessed. that every year. Oh yeah. 100%. I, I've never liked, I, I've, I've always had an issue with my We've birthday yeah. because you know, you're not in school. So you're not hanging out with your friends and birthday. It's a major holiday. July 4th in particular, like July 7th wasn't bad, but July 4th is brutal because all your friends have plans that day. So you Ma- couldn't really, it's a major holiday. Apart. Everything's closed. I wasn't. Joe clubs aren't. I didn't. I didn't have my first non-red, white, blue cake until I was twenty-three. Like, it, um, I did. Yeah. It took a long time for me not to have yeah, an American but, flag birthday cake. We now see one of my favorite parts because July seventh we would always throw a huge party, whatever the weekend, July fourth weekend in my house. It would not. We we purposely not do it on the fourth. We do it like on the fifth or the third. But whatever that weekend is, when, when I had the pool in Springfield, uh-huh. we'd throw up, just blow out. Really? And so, but um, that was as, as adults. See, and I, and, and I, there's some stuff, there was some hanky stuff that happened at that that we can't talk about on there. <laughs> like a car park, <laughs> car, 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 yeah. a car park or whatever. Yeah. I, 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 I like watching fireworks. I don't enjoy shooting them off anymore because. You'll light yourself on fire? Well, so on my 12th birthday. Uh, me and my dad went to a Royals game. It was July 4th. I remember that came home and we were shooting off some Roman candles. He did his first and he was just holding it, shooting off, whatever I did mine. And then it blew up in my hand and my hand was a mangled mess. They obviously made it, I mean, your head, your hands are hideous, but yes, they seem oh, I, the I, same. Yeah. So my, it was mainly, it was in my right hand. So I thought I was going to lose my thumb. And the way they solved it, this being the early 90s, uh, was they shoved my hand into an icebox to stop the burning. <laughs> that is that is That's what, all they did? That is all they did. Because so, and go- I don't know how old I was. We're going it, to the lake house the next day. <laughs> so. it was, I was younger than that. But there was a kid down the street from me who, who had an M80 blow off several fingers. I oh, remember yeah. that. So today I could tell you exactly what house. Can't tell you what I had for yeah. fucking breakfast. I don't. But. I just don't fuck with fireworks anymore. Yeah, it's just one of those things. Like, I love watching them, but it's I'm just... sure none of my neighbors listen to this. But uh, July Fourth is their favorite day to shell me. Shit. Yeah, your your yearly shelling is about with a brand new roof at that. Um, I hadn't thought about that. That's super exciting. Um, and uh, which the first couple years I was here wasn't a big deal. It was mildly annoying, but. Um, the first couple of years after Vegas was like, really, I'm not up for this. <laughs> like you, yeah. and um, because I wasn't, <laughs> I was like, fireworks still to today have a fairly negative connotation in my life because yeah. when the shooting started, the first thing I said to Paula was, what kind of dumbass is shooting off fireworks right now? Yeah. Um, probably not the smartest thing I've ever said in my life because it wasn't fireworks. Yeah. So, and it's still tri- unexpected fireworks. Now, that night, I don't know when they're shooting them off, so they're still sort of un- unexpected. But that night, I've gotten more comfortable with. There's going to be fireworks that night, and so I sort have, of have they started yet in your neighborhood? 
They have not. I imagine they will start. I've, I've heard a few in the general Bryant area. Um, no. But here's another one of those things. Like, I know HOAs get a bad rap. Honestly, I kind of enjoy it because... Our HOA doesn't do shit. Yeah, ours is like... Uh, so, one of my complaints is... I will on July 5th go to work and that'll be a Wednesday. So I'll go into the office Yeah, and you know where my house is. I will take a right out of my, Oh, you're just driving over debris and I will go to the top of the hill, yeah. the top of that hill. Yeah. And it will seriously be just, just a layer or two of debris. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and I just go, listen, if you're going to do it, I, I listen, I don't want to, I don't want to, I've not complained. I've not said anything other than to like friends like you said, where I've said, just wish it didn't happen, but you know, whatever. It's an annoyance. It's an annoyance for me and I get over it. And, um, but really just pick it up. Yeah. Clean up. I mean, so the, the one time that I made a big ass mess was so in my parents' neighborhood, the neighbor across the street, he would go out big every year. Like, like it was the people all over the neighborhood. $3,000 with the fireworks. Oh, stupid. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I want to get on this just to do something because I'm like, it's my birthday. I want to do something. So I go to one of the fire fireworks stand and they had one of those big, like uh, black cat rolls of like 10,000. Wow. And they were about to close up on July 4th. So everything was like 75% off and it was like 50 bucks for the big roll. And I was like, fuck it. Let's do that. So I rolled that thing down the hill. Nice. Started at the top of the hill and then lit it. That thing went off for five minutes straight. I bet it did. And like halfway through, I was like, wow, this was a bad idea. That's <laughs> because a little more than I I'm like, this is, this is not, this is not going as fast as I thought. And, it's funny to a point, but then I'm like, okay, should I go and then just like kind of clip it and like just call it done? <laughs> call it done. <laughs> well, I mean, once you start it, you yeah, know, that's, just, shit rolls downhill. Yeah, literally. Yeah. yeah. But then I was like, oh shit, now I got to get a broom and like. Right. And then you're scre- <laughs> just forever, right? And then bam, one will blow up. And then, uh-huh. yeah. Well, the, the neighbors to the, down the hill from us, it, somebody I work with, the lady I work with and her husband, and they're nice people. And they're the ones who shell me. Mm. primarily and um um but um and so one year i commented to her i think they do did an okay job of cleaning up but you know there would be stuff remaining but it wasn't they weren't the ones i was complaining about but i said really wish people would clean up and they of course took it to heart and yeah god bless them but and i actually told her i'm not saying anything about yours i think you clean up i'm talking about the people at the top of the hill but the next year this and this scared the shit out of paula after they shelled me, mm-hmm. which they do, they there suddenly we hear like a jet engine. Whoa! And he got his leaf oh, the blower, leaf blower. <laughs> and it scared the shit out of Paul. Yeah. I'm going. The fireworks didn't scare you because they don't yeah. for some reason, but the leaf blower. And I, I seriously, she was like encouraging me to grab the gun, and I'm going. I'm not going to shoot the leaf blower. Yeah, because she's cleaning up. He's like doing what I asked him to do. Yeah. And then, then I tell you what, that year it was immaculate out there. Like I was like, "Well, you cleaned up some stuff that was just sitting out there." Like, <laughs> what's well, one of those rules? Like, make it be- look, make it look better than what it was. Before. No, they're great neighbors, and so yeah. I, would, I would never complain. Other than the fact that they show me, and I think that's just accidentally because of the way it points. Yeah. But 
but they do shell the shit out of how me. do uh how do the dogs handle it they don't uh darius is deaf now and darius um only freaks out because bailey is freaked freaks out. the fuck out really thunder lightning door slamming me moving too quickly she she just frightens. See, we don't have pets, so like we don't have to worry about it. Just... So typically on July 4th now, um, I just lay down with her during the bad part of the evening, and, yeah. and we cuddle, and, and I pet her belly, and it's pleasant for both of us. One of the worst things than laying down with your black lab and, and just you know rubbing her head and just being quiet. Yeah. I mean, well, we're, 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 we're going to go to dinner Friday night to a nice restaurant, and that's pretty much what we're going to do. Like, for your birthday? Yeah. This Friday? Yeah. Where are you going? Uh, Capers. Where's Capers? It's on Cantrell. So oh, I it, don't go to restaurants on Cantrell. It's one of my absolute favorite restaurants. Okay. Uh, I've me, never and, been. me and Mo have been together for seven years, and we've never gone together. So. Okay. <laughs> it's one you'll of my have favorite. have to give us a, because it's probably terrible. And so <laughs> you'll have to let me know. No, it's great. It's. You've been. It's not white tablecloth, but it's like whatever is right below white tablecloth. Yellow tablecloth? Yeah, it's it's nice. Like, I'll wear a hat, but I'll wear like a fancy hat. Like, not like, not not that hat. I'll wear another hat. Okay. Uh, but like, so I'll, you've been. Oh, yeah. I, I I used to go a lot with my ex. <laughs> so, my ex likes this place. I, that's why we, that's honestly one of those things where I haven't been just because like, I just. Bad connotation? Yeah. You think but, she'll be there? Oh, God, no. Fuck no. I don't think she ever liked it. I, I like it. Okay. Um, but it's like, um, you ever been to Local Luna? Oh, I like Local Luna. It, it's, to me, Local Luna is my favorite restaurant, and Capers is second. And it's, it, there. Local Luna is your favorite restaurant? Yeah, Local Luna is my favorite Little Rock restaurant. Yeah. Love Local Luna. It's a really good restaurant. Their yep. brunch is staggeringly good. I've actually never had their brunch. I've mm. only been there for I dinner. I love both those places for brunch. Mm. Oh, the one next door, the red door or whatever. Yeah, I love both of theirs. Yeah. I have been the red door for brunch and I've never been to Loco. Red, red door is phenomenal. Although you're sitting right on top of people, but. Oh my God. Yeah. So I mean, same thing with local loan. I mean, it's yeah, like, no, they're the, they own by the same people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but yeah, Capers is, has like, uh, they, what I, what I've always gotten, it's a uh, filet mignon with a crawfish sauce on top of it. Nice. It's really nice. And a, uh, and a, uh, like a garlic mash. And then like, you know, my affinity of how much I hate wet bread. Um, but they make a, uh, white pudding. chocolate bread pudding. That's mm-hmm. just fucking phenomenal. There's, um, that place. And then there's the two Cajun places down faded rose. And, uh, with the other place down there, there's a lot of really mm-hmm. good Cajun places down there. Oh yeah. Well, uh, Wharf is gone now. Yeah, but no, there's the Faded Rose, and then there's one right next to it. Oh, is there? Okay, I don't know. Two of them. At least there used to be. Yeah. Okay. We I, always go to the Like theater. that that area of, of that's... Buffalo Grill is great. See, here's my thing. I I, I don't like Buffalo Grill for wow. one reason only. I, I In fact... You love buffaloes? <laughs> well, I, I mean, I like bison. I don't like a restaurant. Here's my thing. I don't like a restaurant where you get a burger or a sandwich and it comes with chips and fries are an upcharge. I have wow, an issue. That's a fucking weird. I have an that's issue. A weird with it. issue. It is. It's one of those things. I wow. have, I have an issue with that. I don't you're know. A needy motherfucker. I don't know why, but it's just one of my things. Now, if you're going to like a deli, a deli with chips, absolutely. I, I absolutely. If you're going to a sit down restaurant and you're paying $20 for a burger. It's and not it comes, $20. It's 19. 
<laughs> and you're and it's coming with fucking chips. Yeah. Fuck that noise. They're Reuben solid. <laughs> I, just, I mean, I okay. Yeah, it's one. It's just one of those things. You know, the tropical smoothie there is banging. I. That's I mean, a really good area for restaurants. Oh yeah, the Sonic is really good. <laughs> you know that Sonic is like one of the only sit down Sonics yeah, that no. I've ever seen ever. Yeah, and they, they won't come out to your car. Yeah, because I've tried to get them to. Well, we, they don't do that because it's only a drive through and a sit down restaurant. I've yeah. never seen a Sonic yeah. where you go in. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah. They, Eat my catfish just opened up down there. By the way. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. I like Eat my catfish. But if I'm going down there, oh, actually, and Town Pump. You ever been there? Jay loves the Town Pump. Really? Town Pump yeah. is good. I remember Mo was- I've only heard bad things that they might be, uh, it might be uh, dive bar-ish. Idiot. Oh, God. Not in a good way. Uh, it's a it's a dive- Jay disgrace. It, he, th- he says it's a dive bar in a good way. It's a dive bar in a good way. Yeah. yeah I'll agree with that. It, it is definitely a dive bar. It is so you know that that beer stein holding contest I I won mm-hmm. that's where I wanted at was was town pump yeah I heard they're not very good at it so it, I mean it's a dive bar but it's good this food solid that's what he says but uh, yeah Buffalo the, Grill the CISO in our in our area um, who we go out because we love him because he's he's um, he's the one who's on like haunted uh, hotels and stuff like on Fox nation. And he does like haunted stuff. And uh-huh. he's like a big time author and stuff. Love going to lunch with him. Cause he's just fascinating dude. And, uh, and so Jay one time took him cause I wasn't able to go to lunch, took him to the town pump. And so the next time we go to lunch, he wait, goes, wait, 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 hold up, hold up. Let's back up. You, ha- you know, a guy that's like has written books about haunted hotels. He's written books about life and death and stuff like that. Right. And so they have him because he's an author of, of, I mean, he's like the last book was like, what happens after you die? Oh, okay. okay. And then now he's on like TV shows. I've not talked about him. He's on TV shows about like haunted hotels and like going places that are haunted and all these things. So he goes to debunk them or to, to, to participate in the, in the searching. Um, He um, has spent time with Ozzy Osbourne's kid. Which one? Um, the, I don't know which the boy, one. The girl? The boy, okay. yeah. And um, so he um, he actually got stuck to Ozzy Osbourne on the phone. Oh. And so in true old guy fashion, I went, listen, you're a smart guy. Love working with you. You're fun to talk with, but that's the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard you say. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. I mean, Sharon. Sharon. <laughs> I actually went with Crazy Train when I like was doing Ozzy, but that's fine. You know, I it wasn't until like let's see, I'm about to be 39. I was probably already early 30s when I realized that Crazy Train is not a Sabbath song. It's not a Sabbath song. It's an Ozzy song. It's an Ozzy song. Did not know that. The number of band, the number of different iterations of musical acts that he's been with and produced banging music with is phenomenal. The different iterations of Sabbath, and all. Oh, I mean, you got fucking Dio with Sabbath, and you yeah, got yeah. yeah. No, he's just amazing, and the, you can't understand a single fucking word he says. But he sings in perfect English. Perfect English. It, it just doesn't. Make any that sense. that alone is, doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. That alone. And what like there's a bunch of like British bands and artists that like 
I would not know that they were British if they didn't talk. True. Like the only ones that it, like, um, fuck Oasis, Oasis, yeah, little, little. I would know a little, that they're British. Band a little Manchesterish. Yeah, a little Manchesterish. But like the Beatles, like I mean, they don't really have like a Liverpoolian or, accent. I mean, not when they sing, not when they talk. Oh my God, yes, yeah. definitely. Blur. I mean, Blur. I wouldn't. I mean, it doesn't sound like it. But they, and I've heard people say that, and they say when you sing, it just doesn't come out that way. Yeah. And I said, that's why Americans sound the way we do. Because we're, well, we're just mutts. I mean. Mutts. That's all we are. Hard-working mutts. Well, I would say 99%. Crazy mutts. 99% of the U.S. is mutts. It's like there's. 1% that's Indians? Well, natives, yes. I don't. I, I'm, I'm going to unpack what that says, and I'll have more questions coming up. <laughs> I, I mean. Not I, tonight. I, I mean, I don't know what the actual percentage is, but like, I mean, hell, like your ancestry is. German, German and Austrian, I think. And uh, so my mom's side would, I think, would be English. Okay. I've never, I have no, it's not that I'm not interested, but um, uh, I know the people that I want to care about. And yeah. so I don't care about like my great, 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 great grandfather. I'm sure they're very interesting people, but. have you? So you've never done like one of those 23 and me things? No. I, I'm me. I haven't, I haven't either, but like, I just know my lineage. Like we, I've, I've seen the book. Yeah, from, clearly you're, <clears throat> you're, you're South African. Yes. And uh, <laughs> I, I've seen the, uh, I've seen the Argentinian. I, I've seen the Ellis Island book uh, from when, when we came over here. Sure. Uh, like my, my mom's last name changed uh, when they got over here. From? Uh, Olong. They dropped the O to just long. And then. Uh, so she was T? <clears throat> what? Olong, you long? Some of my best work, and you just <laughs> like just, just bonk it. <laughs> Boom! We're gonna sit and walk out on the floor. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, Fair enough. But like Shuttleworth, I mean, it's just like it's we didn't change our names. It fucking should have. Because let me tell you, learning that as a child, yeah, learning to spell it, spell it. Yeah, I mean, it's shuttle. Oh my, dude, meaning you, to. Shuttle. You have no and idea. And worth meaning of uh, worth. Well, do you know what it is? No. Do you know what a shuttle is? Shuttle is a shuttlecock. Um, well, yes, but uh, it's from from weavers. Like it's the thing that you pass in between. Like, you, have you? Ever, well, am I about to ask you if you ever saw a movie that I knew you have not seen? But Some, I, it, oh, please be an obscure movie that I've not even ever heard of. If I've seen Mission Impossible Five. It, it's it's Wanted. Have you ever seen Wanted with uh, Angelina Liam Jolie, Nielsen? Angelina Jolie, and uh, Morgan Freeman? No, I didn't see. That's why I stopped myself because, like, there's no fucking way he's Is seen. Is Bon Jovi it. in it, or or Richie Sambora? Because <laughs> you're wanted, dead or alive. I don't think so. No, but a shuttle is what is passed is passed back and forth on a making clothing thing. So it's oh, it's the it's the thing that goes back on the weave yeah. weaver. So okay. that that thing is the shuttle, and that's what that's. So weird. you're a metal piece that makes clothing. Yes. Yeah, so we are like I guess weaver was already taken, so <laughs> we just became shuttleworth. <laughs> So you're a useful piece of metal that passes back and forth to make yes. large pieces of cloth. Yeah, so back in the Celtic days or Scandinavian days, that is what it is. So, Celtic and Scandinavian so, aren't the same thing, are they? No, but like my my surname is Celtic. And my 
my mom's surname is. We Celtic should, as well. We should do the the twenty three and me thing just to figure it out. You're frightened that you're gonna come back. Oh, it's gonna be like Polish. <laughs> right. Yeah. We should no. do that. That'd be fun. No. I mean I know I, I I know what it is. I've seen the thing. It's County Cork, Ireland. It's Scotland. It's it's I uh, should at some point get the Cork Ireland uh Cork I uh um the the um uh Irish cream from there. Oh, oh man, that's what I meant to. So I actually got some. Um, Cause that I, stuff's banging. I know you like Irish cream. I actually got some. Uh, I'll bring it Sunday. It's so one of the stores we went to in KC is it was Brown's Irish Store. It's the oldest Irish store in the Midwest, I believe. Um, where it, all it has is like stuff from there. Start, like Irish purveyors, like the like the owners deep. Irish accent, like multiple generations okay. work there and on it. And they had um, boutique Irish cream. Yeah. It's like in a, it's in like clay jar. Yes. I've had that. Oh my God. It is fucking bang. So I got, I got, Have you had it yet? I haven't had it yet. Oh, it is but I got so like a, good. I got like a mini bottle and a big bottle. And the I big bottles like with the in the, like it's the old milk thing. Yeah, it has like the uh, the the oh, gorsh. Oh, the, yeah. the bottle's gray. Uh, it's like gray or blue or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah, dude, that stuff right there. I've got that. That stuff is great. I'll bring a Sunday. Uh, that stuff is great. Yeah. Now that see, now that you're you gotta refrigerate it after you open it though. It, it's been in the fridge since I got it. Oh. Yeah. I, I like oh I cold Irish cream is just the best. Irish I cream agree. on the rocks is just I love. Oh, it. I agree. Paul agrees with you. Yep. I love it. No, and that stuff in particular, mm-hmm. that's probably the best Irish cream I've ever had. Really? Yeah, I've never had it before. So, oh, so I got oh, a, I got a couple oh. bottles and I gave a small one to my parents. Yeah, because so. right, no, that's the right mix. Yeah. They're old; they can't handle the liquor anymore. <laughs> they rarely, yeah, they rarely drink anymore. Let me tell you, I got home. You saw my second drink in two years. I did. Yeah, that was. And I the, only drank a third of it because I overpoured myself, <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah, you did like three fingers of rum. I know, because that's what I would have drank in the past, but I'm I'm not that guy anymore. I should have um, done one finger. In there I, that was really good rum, but it was yeah, different. It was definitely it was definitely sweeter than I thought yeah. than, it, than it was going to be. So we're in the the realm of like it's fucking hot outside. I want to get home and have a nice refreshing drink. So like my favorite summertime beer. I love Guinness. I love Stout. I'm pro Stout year round, but I want like a refreshing like. You like the like fruity beer cider, yeah. You like, like all ciders. that nonsense. But, so I get Tank Seven, which is which is that for me. You which guys is, talk about all that. It's stuff, American right? saison. It's it's like real grapefruit rindy. It's like it's but it's high potent. But yesterday, driving home from work, I was like, I I want something cold and refreshing, but I want to drink. Um, so I stopped by the liquor store and I got stuff to make a Moscow Mule. So I got home at two thirty yesterday, and I made a double Moscow Mule. Ooh, which with some really good ginger beer, which was really nice. The the the, the stuff, uh, the same thing. Uh, I, I got another kind. Okay. Um, uh, which I was looking for that, but they didn't they didn't have that at the liquor store. Um, so I got that, and I just I fucking like I down that shit. It like standing over the sink just made it like oh this is so good, and I made another one. So in the span of maybe seven minutes, I had four big shots of vodka. Man, I was taking a shower at like two thirty, like having hold the wall. <laughs> because I was like, "All right, 
I because I don't. You now know the fundamental problem with mules. Yes, because I don't. They go down too smooth. Oh, be, and also because I don't. I don't eat during sure. the day. I I drink a protein shake for lunch just because I don't want to have anything heavy on me. Sure. Well, it's fucking a million degrees outside. So like nothing on my stomach. Haven't eaten all day. Yeah. And fucking way to go, down that stuff. Old white Oh my god! Like I I, I get done. Yeah, I'm sure. And I'm starting to do some dishes and everything. And Mo comes out because she was taking a break. And I look at her, kind of like whatever, and she's like, "Are you drunk?" I was like, "No." <laughs> she's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yes. yes, she married a lush. Oh, Moscow. Those, the problem is oh. those with the ginger beer, a really good ginger beer. The problem is yep. no matter what liquor you put put in there, yep. it goes down too smooth. Yep. Oh, so good. And I had some fresh lime we cut up and oh. squirted in there, and yeah, it was so good. Moscow Mule, dangerous, great but dangerous. Yeah, whatever your type of mule is, and mine is a Kentucky mule. Um, uh, it just no. Is the only thing is the only thing you change out is bourbon to vodka. Yep. Okay, I need to try that because I'm I never had a I never had a Kentucky mule. So do you still add the mint to oh it? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay, so it's almost like a mint and julep, but with ginger beer. Yep. Oh, okay. And try that out. And it um and uh, it just they go down so smooth. It's still same ratio, still yep, same exact ratio. Yeah. Um, that's the f- great fantasy draft where I did that with a whole bottle of bullet bourbon. Oh, see, it's I mean, it's almost 10 o'clock. I might have a nightcap when I get home because I got some yeah, bourbon. I was thinking it, it might be time for me to <laughs> do the same. <laughs> well, I have to get up early, not as early. Oh, as but you. yeah, see, and I, yeah, maybe you shouldn't. Like, that's what the thing, like, I, I, I mean, for the longest time, I just didn't drink because. I had an issue. Yeah, and, me too. But like I like I'm not drinking bottle straight. It's more like there's a difference in how you drink. And yes. when when I when I started drinking again, I went back to I shouldn't say I went back. I started because I never drank normally up mm-hmm. until I went came off. This is a serious sort of subject we probably should save for some other, but I'll say this. I came back and I started drinking normally, like normal adult human beings do. Yeah. A one drink, normal drink, drink it normally, <clears throat> dot drink back to back to back to back to back nights, directly out of the bottle, drink too hard to when you're falling down. And so um, <clears throat> I don't drink a lot now because um, I just don't like getting too close to the flame. And um, we should probably talk about that sometime in a yeah. serious conversation. Because I know you and I and Steve have all drank super hard. Mm-hmm. I never drank normally up until I came back off that 10-year not drinking phase. Um, and then then I learned to drink. I had to learn to drink normally. Yeah. Because I didn't have that it, gear in my 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 repertoire. Yeah, I, I don't drink to get drunk anymore. I don't either. I drink to enjoy. Take, I drink to enhance a yeah. cigar, enhance a dinner, yeah. enhance the time. I don't drink to forget. And yep. that's the main, or I don't that's drink, I don't drink to heal. Yep. So. Or to forget. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That sounds like a really serious topic that we probably should discuss. I know. And we even, we even went the whole month of June in men's mental health month and I even touched didn't on, on this. <laughs> this is technically still June. Yeah. There you go. Last <laughs> one. A little nugget over there. A little bit of, a little bit of seriousness at the very end. Yep. <laughs> yep. But uh, I feel like I'm. I feel like I'll get my drinking in uh, in Vegas. You will. So, so have fun. So, <clears throat> seven and three quarters hat. 
Seven and three quarters. Yep. Okay. Two, two big boy hats and one six inch for, for Steve with his peanut brain. Peanut if he head. can figure out what his hat size is, we'll give him a I fit mean, I'm, so, I'm more oh, surprised that he doesn't have a fitted hat in his house. That's just fucking crazy. I, I just don't. Does, does he have the stretchy fit little boy hats? Is that what he has? No, he has. He has. No, like, this is actually a stray, although it's not really a stray because I am actually <laughs> shooting at him up. You keep saying stray when I'm making fun of you directly. That's not a stray. So we should define what a stray is. I've taken some strays. <laughs> no, when I shoot at you on purpose, that's not a stray. <laughs> the greatest, the greatest stray of all time. I think it came from Zoe like a year and a half ago when you and him were talking. And like, just tag me in something I'm like, Oh, what the fuck? Like, I haven't said anything in like a month. Right. <laughs> like, what? Right. I'm taking a fucking that's stray a over here. <laughs> right. When Steve and I are making fun of you in our group chat, that's yeah. not a stray. That's, yeah. that's a direct shot. <laughs> but yeah, we need to get him at, and I'll cover all that. Yeah. We'll get one. So yeah, Vegas, uh, coming it's up. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. And what's really nice is like, Will is doing the grunt work. Yeah. And I'm just going there. to. So he's going to carry you around on his back. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be be totally no. Like I'm just I'm excited to meet people who I've that's gonna be awesome. had relationships with for a few years and never met. John, Ash, other people. I mean, meeting guys from Locatera going up there, meeting some of my favorite reps like Sam. I already talked with Sam. Sam's gonna be there. We're having we're going to a dim sum dinner with uh, with uh, uh, Guillermo. So that's gonna be a nice, nice. thing. So tons of stuff to do. Gonna go see my in-laws probably if I can break free for a little bit. Nice. Go see them. So, heard you like them. I do. I like the well. Yeah, I I really do like them. I think that's the answer you need to give. Yes. No. I I do. I I like them and I like their daughter. <laughs> that's the that's the biggest thing. That's a big. And plus they like. Thing. Here's the biggest thing. They like me because right. That's you the, take care of their daughter. I well, it, yeah. It's probably like sixty forty <laughs> where mm-hmm. she, she she takes care of me. Yeah, no, but you treat her well. Oh, yes, yes. I, I, I think my time, I, my, uh, my window of, um, of like milking the surgery is over. So, it's, so now it's yeah, the grimace is over. Now it's just straight back to, uh, to, to like, all right, I gotta pull my own weight kind of thing. So, well, that's good. It was not. It was a nice uh, solid two weeks though. Of like, it was. She's like, oh, you I, milked it. It was what, solid. What kind of <laughs> <laughs> and the bad thing is, like, there's no pictures to prove it. But uh, yeah, that is bad. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't see it. Ah, uh, oh well. All right, cool, dude. I guess uh, Steve will be back Sunday, so we'll probably do Sunday because I'm working Sunday up here. Okay, Sunday for sure. Sunday for sure. And I'll bring. I'll make sure to bring the uh, that cream, the, the Irish cream, and okay. pop that off. And uh, we need to figure out what what's a good cigar to go with that. Actually, you know what? I saw some new um, cigars from his line that... Oh, that'd be a good tie-in. Some Sancho yes. Pie. Because we're getting near that his event. Doug actually asked me what I wanted to buy. Yeah, and you gave, him a, you gave him a grocery list. I did. <laughs> I did, because I have stuff I want to buy. Yeah. Looking forward to a CAO event. Because I don't think we've ever had a CAO, a CAO event. It's been a while. That's been one a of, and that's one of my OG... Yeah, I agree with you. It's one of my OGs. Yeah. OG like brands that really got me into cigars. Me too. So, but that'll be like in a month from now. But uh, we'll get it going. So, all right, we'll talk to everybody. Be the good. Sancho. <laughs>